with the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota Wide stretch run to Mostert, gets the air slam, cuts back inside. Raheem Mostert has four rushing touchdowns and a post yards rushing. Now listening to the Fourth and Gold Podcast with Javi and Fern. Try to do what's right and not be affected by any of that. And it's just been interesting to watch and sure glad that it's over. I'm glad that we got our guy. I'm glad we feel so good about it. And um I'm just pumped to get him. Welcome to Fourth and Gold Podcast. We are back. Second part of the day. Uh, it's been a busy day. It's draft season. I have here with me, Sean Ryan of UCLA, one of my favorite offensive linemen tra- prospects here. Um, Sean has ha- had himself a really good combine. Sean, what is going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great. Um, you know, just trying to stay healthy, uh, keep training around. Um, just excited for the uh, draft coming up here. So, yeah, you turned heads on in the draft uh, with some of your numbers, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, how are you? How's everything going? How's been this draft process for you? It's been great. Um, I've enjoyed it uh, wholeheartedly, 100%. Um, you know, it's been a quite an experience, one that I'm blessed to be, have been able to experience. Um, you know, not very many people get this opportunity, so I'm very blessed and, um, you know, grateful for that God has given me this opportunity as well as my family. So um, it's been fantastic all the way through, and uh, it's not even over yet. So. Yeah, you excited still, still. You still got literally like another month of draft. Yeah. yeah. Else. Uh, but let's talk about your time at UCLA. You got to UCLA as a true freshman and immediately got on the field. Right. And it's um, it's a it's a scheme diverse offense. It's very it's gap scheme. It's outside zone, inside zone. It's very diverse yeah. as far as what they're asking of their offensive linemen. What prepared you to be able to get on the field immediately at UCLA under Chip Kelly? Um, well, I would say, you know, um, you know, given my size, I, I didn't really have to put any, you know, weight on once I got to college, you know, a lot of, um, freshman alignment, you know, come in a little bit light and, you know, they have to put some weight on, um, Fortunately for me, I came in, I put on a little bit of weight actually before because I knew I was going to lose weight throughout, um, you know, fall camp and, um, you know, just the new schedule of college um, ball. So, I mean, I think that helped me a lot, you know, being six, five, six, four and five A's, you know, um, and being 300 plus pounds, I think helped me tremendously as well as, um, you know, just my um, my willingness to put in the work and um, want to do as best as I can. Coach Fry was also, you know, a big impact for me as well. Um, you know, he told me he was going to work me hard and, um, you know, I took that to heart. I did my best every day in fall camp. Um, tried to, you know, I studied the playbook after practice, making sure that I was able to pick it up because it is such a diverse playbook, you know, with Coach Kelly and, um, you know, Coach Fry, you know, two brilliant minds working together. Um, you know, it took a lot of post-practice um, work as well, mentally and physically. Um, and then, you know, a week out, I was given the uh, given the, uh, the word that I was going to start that uh, Cincinnati game. Yeah. I was excited, so. 
yeah, I mean, you, you, you were there, you made, you were a starter basically from then on, um, which is awesome, right? You know, true freshman, like you said, they'll come in a little bit undersized. You had the right size, 6'5", 320. It's kind of where everyone's kind of listing you at. Um, now, this is mostly a 49er podcast, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, Coach Kelly was a, uh, the head coach here for one year. Um, I thought he probably deserved another year in San Francisco, but it is what it is. That is the business of the NFL. Um, yeah. What was it like to play under Coach Kelly, and how did playing him, how did playing for him, uh, prepare you for this draft process and eventually being able to transition to the NFL, right? Because uh, we'll get to it in a minute, but there's a lot of talk about you playing tackle or guard or maybe even center I've read. So um, yeah. what was it like playing under coach and how did he help you get ready for the NFL? Uh, coach Kelly, I, uh, it was great playing under coach Kelly. Um, he does have a very diverse, um, you know, playbook. And I think what also helped me was, um, you know, coach Fry as well um, in meetings, um, and the whole line room as a whole, um, everyone needed to know every single position. So it's not like you just focused on the left tackle position or the right tackle, just focused on the right tackle position. Um, you kind of need to, you needed to know the overall um, scheme of the whole play in order, um, you know, for um, you to get the opportunity to play because, you know, no one was really set in stone to one position. Um you know, we would have quizzes and tests and you'd have to drop every single position, um, what each of their, you know, um, responsibilities were and where the play was going to hit. So you needed a whole play knowledge as well as um, knowing the details of each different position. Um, And Coach Kelly, you know, he, you know, NFL coach coming to college, um, he coached us like we were NFL players, you know, he coached us hard. Um, He was very focused. He made sure that we were focused on the details as well because, um, you know, at the end of the day, college players going against college players and NFL going against NFL players. um, Sometimes it it comes down to the details of, uh, you know, who gets the first step down or, you know, who has the better better angles um, throughout the play. And I think um, indirectly playing for Coach Kelly has prepared me for now playing for the NFL just because, um, you know, he expected us to know everything and, um, you know, that's just how the league is. You know, you have to know all the positions because, um, you know, versatility and availability is the name of the game. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think Coach Kelly, um, the way he runs UCLA now, um, he's preparing every single player for the next level and um, as well as Coach Fry. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful that um, I was able to learn under that, um, you know, coaching staff and offensive unit. So. Yeah, absolutely. Coach Kelly, you know, even when he was in San Francisco, he was all about cross training, right? Cross training players to know, to know everyone else's job, right? You know, God yeah. forbid your left tackle goes down, maybe your your left guard can kick out and play left tackle and vice versa. You know what I mean? If you need to slide down on the line or and even have them back up, being able to understand the left, you know, either side of the offensive line and then different positions. And then he would apply that to defense, too, when he was here in San Francisco. Um I like Coach Kelly. He's he's trying kind of getting UCLA back on the map, turning everything around. It was a good yeah. there, but UCLA is coming. There's a lot of talent coming out of UCLA, especially with yourself. You know that you're highly talented prospect. Um, now, a lot of people have mentioned your scheme versatility, right? Um, do you have a preference in scheme, whether that's gap scheme, outside zone, um, and are you partial to tackle or guard, or, or does it truly really matter uh, what you're going to do at the next level or what they ask of you at the next level? Yeah. Um, in regards to scheme wise, uh, whatever's going to win the game, <laughs> um, you know, you know, week to week, we'd scout the defense and uh, kind of determine our offensive scheme, um, you know, based off them and whatever we felt was going to be um, the best scheme to go and win that game. That's what we ran. And, um, you know, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not like a, 
I'm not, you know, bit into just gap scheme or outside zone or inside zone. Um, you know, like I said before, it's just whatever's going to win the game. That's what scheme I want to run. Um, and, you know, the vers- uh, going back to versatility, I think, um, you know, being just such a versatile offense, I think it was hard for teams to scout us. Yeah. Um, we ran a lot of tackle over, uh, you know, outside zone. And then we had a bunch of nakeds, you know, that looked exactly the same. So they never knew um, whether Dorian was going to roll out back with it and run or pass it. So, um, you know, just the whole offense um, being versatile and not just being bought into just one scheme of uh, like gap or zone, um, you know, is very important, I think, for our past year's success and future success of UCLA as well. Um, and for me, you know, I'm not, you know, boxing myself into just being a tackle or a guard. Um, you know, I was telling all the, all the NFL teams, um, I'll play where you want me to, and I want to be able to play where I'm going to help the team win a lot of games, um, whether that be a tackle, guard, or center. Um, I feel I, – I know I can play all three positions extremely well, um, and that's just up to them where they want to put me. Um, so that's kind yeah. of how I'm advertising myself, I guess, yeah. <laughs> you got to sell yourself. I'm in sales. You got to sell yourself. You are the product. You got to sell yourself. It makes a ton of sense. Now, yeah. when you said center – um, I didn't get to go through all the UCLA, UCLA games or tape. Did did you play at college at all? Or was it more like a practice thing or have you been <laughs> on that on the side? Uh, yeah. So in college, I was all left tackle. Um, yeah. You know, I never started a game at guard or um, center. Um, it was all left tackle. But, you know, post-practice, if uh, Dorian or Garbs or Chase Griffin, um, if any of them needed extra snaps or, you know, and I was still out there. I'd go over there and snap to him, whether that be under center or uh, out of gun, um, just for fun, you know. Um, and then, you know, I played center one game in my high school career, and I was at the All-American game. Okay. Um, yeah, it was uh, – I went out there as a tackle, but um, we were short on centers. And, um, you know, the coach was, you know, wondering if anyone else wanted to play center because, you know, you can't just have one guy going the whole time. And no one, you know, wanted to play center. Everyone wanted to stick to their position because, um, you know, it, it's a big game. You know, Army All-American game, you know, got a lot of coaches watching it. Um, so they want to do well. And, you know, I, I kind of, you know, put my uh, put my hand in the bowl and said, yeah, I'll, I'll snap. I'll play center. Um, learned to play center that day. Learned to snap. Oh, crap. And uh, I, my first one-on-one rep, um, I'm not sure who it was, but it was a uh, Alabama nose nose guard commit and I got flat backed <laughs> uh, oh. first first rep at center um but after that it didn't happen again and uh I got I got a hold of it so um you know that was the only game I played at center but um you know coming into the league I feel like I could play a lot better you know I've matured um my technique has gotten a lot better I'm bigger stronger faster quicker you know so um it's just one of those things that if the team wants me to play there needs me to play there and that's going to help us win games uh i'm going to do it i'm going to do extremely well so you know it's just i love those things yeah absolutely because you know the nfl you you never know right and the the next man the mentality is there and you know the 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 reports that i've read on you is you know he's he's he'll play tackle kind of eventually slide into guard but if you feel comfortable playing at center then it, it it only helps you to have that type of versatility, right? Like those yeah, guys exactly. in the league for a long time, whether you are a 10 year starter or a 10 year rotational guy, right? In your right. case, I think you'd be a 10 year starter. Um, <laughs> no matter what, I, 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 your game tape is solid, right? You, you went up against some of the best pass rushers in, in the pac 12. Um, you dominated most of the, you dominated 
Um, so it's it's gonna to me that stuff transitions to the NFL. Um, now, not every player is perfect coming into the draft yeah. process. Um, what is something that's, that scouts have asked you to clean up or get better at, or something you self scouted on yourself that you want to make sure you're fixing and getting better at for the next level? Yeah, so you no know, one's perfect, and everyone can constantly improve. Um, that's kind of something, you know, I work at every day and um, live by is, you know, no one's perfect. So, um, you know, so, some of the things that uh, NFL teams have, you know, told me um, and that I have self-scouted is, you know, my first step on, you know, some plays can, um, you know, just not really go anywhere. It's just kind of up and down, and that can kind of put me behind in uh, some of the schemes. But, um you know, my athletic ability kind of makes up for it um, in college, but in the league, you know, the first step is very important. Um, and, you know, sometimes in past, uh, past pro, I'll turn my hips a little soon, but again, my athletic ability will, you know, and uh, pull me out of it. But, you know, those two things are really the, uh, the main things that, um, you know, I've been told and I've, I've self-scouted um, for myself. And, you know, those things are fixable, um, you know, I'm still young and I believe that, um, you know, the longer I play football, it's just the better I'm going to get. And, um, you know, I don't think they're going to have to worry about me, you know, being a repeat offender on those things because, um, you know, you're professional. Uh, once you're told once, you know, that should be the only time you're told, um, if at all. So, um, you know, those are a couple things that are, you know, I've been told and self-scouted for myself. Um, and that's just kind of how it is. And even the good things, you know, you could always get better. And, um, you know, no, again, no one's perfect and you could always improve. So um, that's just kind of how I train and, you know, how I go uh, and attack life, really. So, yeah, I think it's a good philosophy for everybody. Self-scout yourself. Yeah. Always try to be better the next day, you know, always yeah. try to find something to correct or get better at. Yeah. Um, 1%. Yeah. 1% every day. I'm know, in uh, one of those things. Like 1% every 1% every day. Like I'm in sales, right. And I'm not, yeah. not the greatest. I'm in a leadership position, but I can be better as a leader. I can be better, you know, at other things. So yeah, you, you should always self scout and, and do that. It's a, it's a good thing. You you're aware of what it is. Now you also mentioned your athletic ability, um, your combine, your vertical, uh, it's 33 and a half, man. Yeah. Yeah. Higher than some wide receivers. What the hell, dude? How can you jump? this? Uh, well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Um, ever since I was a young kid, I enjoyed jumping around, uh, whether that be in the ocean or, you know, in the skate park in the bulls, whether that be on my, you know, my skateboard, my bike or my scooter. Um, I just enjoy kind of jumping up and, you know, feeling like you're up in the air for a little bit, you know, kind of flying around. Um, and actually at my pro day, I jumped a 34 and a half. Um, so, you, added you know, another inch? yeah, I added another inch to my vertical. Um, so you're playing so in then at the next level. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, if they <laughs> if they'll help us win games, I'll go out there. I'll catch balls. Um, you know, it's funny you say that because um, my transition from freshman year to sophomore year, um, I transferred schools. I was at a really small Christian school um, or private school in my uh, hometown, San Juan. And I transferred to a public school, San Juan Hills. And uh, I was actually transferring to be a tight end. And, uh, you know, that first couple of weeks I was out there running routes, you know, learning, uh, you know, defensive schemes and whatnot and catching balls for the quarterback. And, um, you know, I sat down with my pop, you know, we kind of talked about it. You know, I was a good tight end. I could catch the ball. I, you know, I could throw the ball too. But, um, you know, I, I went up to um, the 
you know, head coach at um, San Juan, Coach Flowers at the time. And I was like, hey, coach, if, um, you know, if you want me to play online, you know, I'll play it for you. And he, you know, he, he, we were walking, you know, after practicing, he stopped and he goes, you know, I don't want, you know, I don't want to be, you know, told that, uh, you know, I want you to want to play online. He goes, I don't want to, you to play online just because I want you to. He goes, I need to hear from you that you want to play online. And um, I go, okay, I go, I want to play online. He goes, all right. And then <laughs> I started there uh, the next day, you know, started learning the uh, ins and outs of the offensive line and defensive line and um, all uphill, you know, it was one of the greatest decisions I ever made. And coach Flowers, you know, having me tell him that I wanted to play online, I think was um, extremely important as well. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful that, um, I did that because it got me to where I am. Um, who knows? Maybe I could have been a you know a D one tight end too. But I think <laughs> offensive line was um, the right choice, definitely. Yeah, offensive line was the right choice because you had three three year three year starter, and according yes, to game logs, you only allowed two sacks. Yeah. How yeah, against guys that are at Oregon, the guys at USC, the guys from Utah? So, you know, two sacks, man, like. Yeah, I know exactly what two sacks they are, too. Yeah. Um, I think it's just uh, a mindset, um, you know, dedication and um, a little bit of willingness to, you know, not want to fail and a little bit of fear of uh, failing. You know, playing O-line, um, your number one rule is to, you know, keep the quarterback safe and, you know, keep that running back um, upright. And that's how you win games. But, um, you know, being on the offensive line, um, I took pride in, you know, keeping my quarterback upright. And, um, you know, I think it kind of carried over just subconsciously of I'm not going to let the guy in front of me get to the quarterback because then I failed and, you know, that could lose us the game. You know, it could, in reality, you know, one sack doesn't lose you the game, but um, in my mind um, it does, it kind of correlates because then the quarterback feels like, you know, he can't focus on his reads and can't get his drop back because he's worried about, you know, getting blindsided. So, um, you know, me feeling like I could keep him upright and keep him comfortable in, in the pocket, mm -hmm. um, allowed him to, you know, go through his reads and be, um, you know, a very good quarterback. So uh, that's just kind of one of those things that I took major pride in. Um, and when it happened, uh, you know, I was a little bit pissed, but, yeah. you know, it's part of the game, you know, they're on scholarship too, but, um, you know, I'm a competitive guy and I don't like losing. So um, I think that's probably why I only had the two sacks in three years. But I know exactly what, you know, what two they are as well. You know, Which were they? Uh, freshman year against Utah against number six. Um, and then this past year against Colorado, number 26. Um, okay. Both of those. Yeah. And then the freshman year one, um, you know, got off the snap late. And he was a good uh, defensive end. He's in the league now. I can't remember his name, but um, you know, I have to look that first that first step. You know that we were talking about got off the ball late, and he just turned the corner on me. And uh, you know that was my first sack, and uh, and I was a little I was a little hurt. You know, <laughs> not like not physically, but you know, yeah. mentally, like ah, you know, damn, you know. But and then this past year, you know, I just got a little lazy, and uh, that's all you need. So, but. After that, never happened again. So yeah, you know, that's why I'd, say, I'd say you did a good job. Uh, two sacks in three years—that's amazing. That is unheard of, and a lot, you know, for a lot of people, you know, to allow two sacks in one season. 
is a good season. But you have in three years to only allow two. That is yeah, that is something, right? You know, the Niners have Trent Williams, right? I don't think he I think he allowed one sack on the season. Um, yeah. so you know, and you, like you said, guys are on scholarship. The NFL, those guys get paid too. So yeah. I understand that. It sounds like you're really um process driven, right? It's not always the result, yeah. it's about the process. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I think I think I've I've come to the realization the process is kind of the way I kind of view the football. Um yeah. but you know, you've done very well at UCLA. You're going to do well in the NFL. I, I truly believe that. Let's get to some stuff to know about, to so people can know who you are, right? Sean Ryan, yeah. the, the person. Um, you know, I ask everyone this. I ask everyone this question. Your pregame routine. Is there anyone in particular that's in the headphones before the game? Get your hype. What's your process before a game? <laughs> yeah. So um, my process before the game. Um, I guess it, it kind of changes. Um, I never had one specific artist in, in high school. It was Eminem, you know, till I right. collapsed. I, and then the national anthem um, before the game is kind of what got me kind of juiced and ready to go. Um, when I got to college, um, it changed a little bit, uh, you know, texting my dad, you know, just nothing much, you know, very simple. Just, you know, he texted me, you good? And I said, yeah, I'm good. And, you know, that was it. Um, and then... You know, sit at my locker, talk to, you know, the boys on the O-line, make sure we're all kind of in a positive mindset, ready to go out there and, you know, rush for however many yards we got that game. Usually a lot, um, you know. And I know I was uh, I was into a lot of pop music before the game, okay. you know, a little bit of Lord, you know, Taylor Swift, uh, a little bit, a little bit of punk even, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hawthorne Heights, you know, Blink-182, Lil' Sum-41. It, it kind of kind of changed, you know, a lot of, yeah, kind of upbeat, up-tempo, positive music, really. Um, and then right before we went out, um, you know, the over-the-team speaker, someone would play, you know, some type of rap, and, uh, you know, that get me kind of juiced up, too. Um, but, you know, pregame, just kind of focused, you know, not too tense because, you know, you don't want to – you can't really – accomplish much when you're you know too tensed up because you want you want to be a little bit loose you know yeah um at least you know that's what i think you know you want to be a little bit loose so you can go out there and do what you can do um at you know at a high level um but you know that's kind of what it is you know it's just some pop with some punk and then uh a little focused uh you know just focused on the uh task at hand which was going out there and running the ball passing the ball and winning the game so yeah. <laughs> kind of simple um you know, nothing special, really. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's it's like anything. You want to keep uh, kind of want to remain level, right? You have your ups and yeah. downs. You don't want to be too high. You don't want to be too low. You kind of want to be right exactly. in the to get ready for the game. You've done all the preparation all week to get to Saturday, and now it's going to be getting you to Sunday. So you don't want to be, you know, all over the place. Emotions run high in football games. And, you know, yeah. I, I can only imagine what it's like for you. You know, you're at UCLA, you're going up against USC. That's a big matchup. And yeah. you got to keep your nerves calm and, and settled and stuff like that. So I, I fully understand that. Um, you didn't mention Taylor Swift. Khalil Shakir is on here. He didn't mention Taylor yeah. Swift, but he was all about, you know, he had the ladies of art and on the R&B side. So he had the R&B yeah. music on. So you, you guys are, you two are a little bit different from the other guys I've had on. Uh, Leon O'Neill was into the little baby. Cole Strange, yeah. Chattanooga was all into. I want to say Leonard Skinner. So it's oh, uh, that's great too. Leonard yeah. Skinner, yeah, yeah, so, that's fantastic. You know, Aerosmith too. Yeah, you know, it changed. It changed. You know, from uh, game to game, it was just kind of, you know, what the vibe was, what I was feeling. You know, 
I feel that it's music. Music's uh, you know, it's it's just it's a vibe. It's a, whatever you're feeling, you just put it on, and that's it. Whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're an old lineman, right? And yeah, I'm sure you have a cheat meal because everyone has a cheat meal. What is yeah. your go-to cheat meal? I know you're training. You got to kind of maintain a healthy diet. For yeah. The part, right. Yeah. Um, but I've had Joe Staley on the podcast before, you know, he'd have his cheat meal. And I think it was like cheesecake or something and yeah. cookies and this, that, and that. What, what's your cheat meal after your training, your, your trainer's like, listen, you can enjoy this Sunday dinner or whatever it is. What, what's your go-to? I really like uh, chicken sandwiches. Um, whether that be like a fried chicken sandwich or a baked uh, or a, a grilled chicken sandwich. But um, you know, the place I was training at Exos in Carlsbad, um, there was this chicken joint. Um, I think it, it was, uh, man, I can't remember the name right now, but um, they had this chicken sandwich and it was fried chicken with coleslaw, cheese and pickles. And then um, for the side, I would get um, garlic, uh, garlic Parmesan fries with a, uh, with a Diet Coke. Yeah, it was uh, pretty tasty. You know, that, that was my go-to cheat meal. Um, you know, I wouldn't ever really finish the fries because I feel guilty, you know, eating, you know, all the grease and the carbs. But, yeah. you know, just the taste was really good. And, um, you know, that chicken sandwich was fantastic. It was, you know, I think it is the best chicken sandwich that I've ever had. Um, it's up for debate. You know, a lot of people like Dave's Hot Chicken and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, I think that place is uh, top of the line top sandwich uh, I've ever had. So, uh, Sean, I live in Texas, right? And I do yeah. a, in my household and I do do a chicken sandwich. I do a fried chicken sandwich and a grilled chicken sandwich. Yeah. And you mentioned the coleslaw, which perked my ears up. I do a mustard coleslaw. Okay, not, yeah. And, but I do a little bit of mustard, black pepper, salt, brown sugar for sweetening. Okay. And a spicy yeah. chicken sandwich with a potato bun, uh, pickles, tomato, and a little bit of, uh, um, I make my own little hot sauce and throw it on it. Dude, oh, uh, my door's open. You come on down. I, you probably have the best chicken sandwich at my house. I uh, might, I might have to take you up on that offer. Then that sounds uh, pretty, del- you know, pretty tasty. Down here, in the Austin. mustard. Yeah, it's yeah, mustard. The mustard. It's really weird, but it, it's something my mom taught me. So I uh, figured I'd keep carrying it on. Yeah, moms know how to cook. That's for damn sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> um, now, if you didn't have football, right? A lot of offensive linemen yeah. have other plans, right? If you didn't have football, what what would you be doing? If you didn't have football or what's another passion uh, outside of football, I'd either be playing rugby or baseball. Um, okay. You know, those two sports, you know, uh, maybe even shot put, um, you know, I was going to throw. Yeah, I was I was going to throw at UCLA, um, but then, you know, COVID hit and uh, I just, you know, talked to Coach Frazier and told him, you know, I'm going to focus on football. And he completely understood. Um, but, yeah, I'd probably be you know, playing baseball or rugby or uh, throwing shot right now. Um, and then outside of sports, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, at school I was studying geography and environmental studies, um, working with GIS, uh, a mapping program. Um, you know, probably looking at that, um, you know, helping home developers or, uh, you know, hotel developers, you know, look at the ground and, um, you know, for coastal developments, especially um, just plan if there was a, uh, you know, sea level rise, you know, um, if their, you know, their structures would still be above water. So, you know, probably doing something along those lines. But, um, yeah, you know, training is a part of my life. Um, even if I wasn't in sports, I'd still be working out training. Um, 
you know, every day. It's just kind of one of those things that I believe that leads to a healthy life, uh, a healthy life and a happy life. Um, and you know, that's just the name of the game, really. Um, you know, staying active, staying healthy, um, especially in today's age. You know, everything's on technology. Uh, you know, everyone's playing a lot of uh, video games and VR. And um, I think it's kind of important to go outside and um, be active and really actually move around instead of, you know, just, you know, moving a mouse or moving your hands around because, um, you know, in the future, I think uh, technology is only going to keep uh, improving. And um, I think labor and uh, hard work is going to be hard to come by. So um, I think that's kind of the name of the game is just staying outside and staying active. Um, that's just me, though. You know, I don't know. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I have two kids and both of them are not like on their tablets all the time, but I, you know, I make sure they're yeah. in the backyard or my son, Definitely. Football, he's seven. So he plays a little flag football. My three-year-old, he's, he's just a rambunctious little three-year-old. Yeah. He runs around yeah. So I, I yeah. feel you on that. Um, now the person which we're going to get a little bit, it's trying to get, we got to know the person, Sean, let's get back to football here. Um, you shut down every defensive lineman that came across you in UCLA, right? Yeah. Um, what do you think made you so successful for that? And who was the toughest pass rusher uh, that you faced in college? I think um, competitive, competitiveness, my competitiveness, um, and my just, I guess, my internal like want of not, you know, not wanting to lose and just, you know, getting my job done um, and doing extremely well. You know, everything I do, I want to do it um, at the highest level I can, as well as, um, you know, I, uh, you know, not only doing it well, but doing it extremely well. So, um, you know, every game I kind of looked at the defensive end and just kind of told myself that I'm not going to let him beat me once um, because, you know, again, as my job as the old lineman is to keep the quarterback upright, keep him comfortable and make holes for the running back so that we can go and win games. Um, and then, you know, the clips you have here, I would say Kayvon was the, you know, Kayvon and uh, Drake Jackson from USC. Yeah. Um, those two are kind of, they're similar, um, you know, both big, both extremely athletic and quick. Um, but, you know, Kayvon, um, you know, he uh, was probably the toughest one I faced um, throughout college. Uh, I didn't really get to go against Drake uh, last year. He was kind of dealing with some things. Um, hope he gets healthy. You know, I played with him throughout high school um, or, you know, I knew him through high school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say Kayvon was probably the uh, toughest uh, defensive end that I once get, went against in college. Um, you know, he's big. He has a great get off. Uh, he too doesn't want to lose. He he's a he's a you know he's a competitor. Um, you know, he has uh, that elbow brace. Um, you know, to you know keep him keep himself healthy uh, healthy and safe. Um, so you know, the first time I played him, twenty twenty year. Um, you know, after the game, my arm was a little bit sore because, you know, he likes to uh, do this dip and rip to get around that corner. Yeah. Um, so this past year, um, you know, I knew he was going to have it on as well. So um, I had a little half cast made for my um, right forearm just so, you know, that was the arm that I was going to be going against that left elbow brace. So, um, you know, if he was going to try to dip and rip on me, um, you know, I wasn't going to feel it. So it's kind of an even playing field at that point, you know. So, yeah. you know, I had to adapt and um, – you know, I think that's also what has led to my um, success as an offensive lineman. It's just my ability to adapt and, um, you know, make in-game adjustments to help us win games. So, um, you know, 
just one of those things of uh, looking at your player and adapting to, you know, the task at hand or, um, you know, the ability that you or uh, you have for that day. So, you know, it's just a, a mindset and a, uh, a willingness to want to go out and, um, you know, do it. So. Yeah. No, I hear that. That's uh, that's interesting because I kept seeing him do this club thing on on you and I was like, it's not working. Like, stop yeah, doing yeah. it. You know what I mean? And see, maybe yeah. another move in the pocket in there because it seemed like you want to be repping that game. And um, I think you probably did. But that's, you know, that's the testament to your prepared, like you said, your pre- preparation and uh, the way you've, you you compete. And you've been a great competitor. So, you know, at UCLA this entire time. Um, I won't take up too much more of your time. I have one more question here before we get you out of here. Um, you know, we see the player, Sean Ryan. What what is a team getting in the person, Sean Ryan? You know the human element in the locker room and the franchise matters. What is something you like the fans to know or a, a, a prospective team to know about the person that they're getting? Right, like it's it's cool. Yes, we know you're a really good offensive lineman, but it sounds to me you're also a really good person. Is there anything that you want a team to know about you that they may not know now? Yeah, so um, kind of just working through the. Uh kind of the tears here, um, you know, athletically, uh, I never missed a snap due to injury um, in my entire football career, um, you know, and my mindset is, you know, whatever it takes, um, you know, that's kind of what it comes down to, um, whatever it takes to go out there and win the game, um, you know, I'm tough, I'm ready, I'm available, I'm versatile, um, kind of, you know, all, I'm just, I feel like I'm prepared and I'm ready to go out there and immediately start helping the team win games, um, you know, Along with that, I'm a pretty positive person. Um, you know, I don't have baggage. I'm, you know, I'll be there on time. You don't have to worry about me, you know, being late. Um, I'm responsible. I'm accountable, um, you know, and I think I'll, I'll bring a, a, a good mindset to the uh, locker room as well as, um, you know, being squared away coming in. I think, um, you know, all of us, you know, NFL prospects are pretty squared away. You know, that's how we got here. But, um you know, the squared away and then, you know, there's really squared away of, yeah. uh, you know, being ready to go. And, um, you know, teams don't want to have to worry about, you know, the new guy, you know, fouling or, you know, messing up the, um, you know, the flow of things in the team. So, you know, me personally, I think I won't do any of that. If anything, I'll add to it and, um, you know, just improve the uh, locker room vibe and, um, you know, the team, you know, overall as a, uh, as a team, I guess, you know, just, yeah, I got you. Yeah. just, yeah, just being positive, um, ready and, you know, squared away. It's just kind of what it is. Um, I guess you know, that's really you're, all you're, I have to say. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, all, you're, all yeah. you're all business. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> Shit. There's nothing, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. It's good. Yeah. You're all business, right? Like that's, yeah. that's what teams want. They don't want, they don't have to worry about you after yeah. practice. They don't have to worry about you if you go on a road trip to a different city in a state and they don't yeah. got to worry about you, you know, breaking curfew or doing the wrong thing. Uh, away from exactly. The when you're with the team, you're, you know, you're, uh, you're a positive inf- influence on the guys around you. Right. And, you know, exactly. as you progress through the NFL, you know, it sounds like you're a great leader. You might be able to teach the young guys that are coming in after you. Right. So those Definitely. things, I, I feel you on that. Like it's, um, it's hard to explain, you know, I, I'm one of those people like I don't like to is like braggadocious about yourself. It's a tough question. That's why I ask it. Yeah, because, uh, you know, every every team has they're looking for different things. But I think the biggest thing is them not having to worry about you away from the field. Like that exactly. is a huge element of the NFL um, exactly. in trouble. And, 
you know, you're not one of those guys and that's a plus and that's only going to help you out going forward. Um, Sean, what's, uh, you know, thank you for coming on. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, this was I, fun. No problem. It's uh, it's a pl- it's my pleasure. Uh, I, I've been waiting for this one for a while too. Shout out to Sam for setting this up. Your agent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If if people want to follow you, find you. Where can they find you? Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. You know, what, what, where where can they find you? Yeah. So uh, I don't have a Twitter. I don't have a Facebook. Um, Smart man. You know. Yeah. I never had. I didn't even have one going. You know, going through high school. Um, I have an Instagram. It's just my name, Sean Ryan, no spaces, all lowercase. Uh, that's it. <laughs> just my Instagram, really. Um, that's my only handle of uh, social media. Um, I'm on there. Hopefully get some, you know, fire pics coming up on the feed. I'm working, toward, uh, working towards it. But, you yeah. know, that's it. Just just the IG handle, really. Hey, it's it's smart. Yeah, I have Twitter and it's it's a cesspool at times. It's too much negativity yeah. out there in the world. You know, it's yeah. best to avoid it. I understand completely. Um and Instagram, you know, you just got the pictures. You don't gotta worry about it. Just post and yeah. leave, leave yeah. it, leave it go. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Sean, I wish you much success going forward. I hope the team that lands you, um, you know, I hope whoever wherever you land, you land in a really good spot and Thank continue you. your career and, and and healthy, everything under the sun positive to you sir i do appreciate your time tonight um for everyone out there who's listening subscribe rate review on twitter on excuse me on youtube uh, apple podcast spotify wherever you can find us uh we do appreciate everyone tuning in again today two pods today again shout out to khalil and sean for joining me today um until next time everyone stay safe go niners peace